Good evening. Can everybody hear? Good. Good. All right, we'll open up, if you would, to Psalm 41. Tonight's uh, sermon is going to be a little bit different than normal sermons that we have uh, around here. Um, there, there are different types of sermons, different ways of, of preaching, and, and normally what we're used to is called expository preaching. Right, that's kind of a big word. Some of y'all may know that word. Some of you may not. But, but expository uh, preaching. What that what that means is that normally we open up a passage of the Bible and we just uh, begin to explain what that what that one passage means, and we go kind of point by point, verse by verse, word by word, uh, in in that, and uh, and whatever the main points of that passage is, or the main points of what the sermon is, and uh, and, and and we like that. We think that's the the best way to preach day in and day out for. For several reasons. Um, for one reason, it's it's a way to preach everything in the Bible, right? We're preaching through the through the minor prophets right now, and so uh, we uh, Josh Josh Green finished with Hosea two and three this morning, so we know next week he'll start with Hosea four, right? And he'll just keep going through until uh, until he ends the minor prophets, and then we'll go to another another section or another book, and we'll start that, and we'll preach all the way through, and that's and and that's good because it um, it means that the Bible determines what we're preaching about, not the preacher. Right, the Bible determines what we're preaching about. Whatever comes up in the next chapter is what will be uh, will be preached about, and so uh, so we don't find our, our preacher just preaching on kind of his pet topics, things that he finds interesting, things that he uh, thinks are important. Uh, we we don't find our, our pastor leaving leaving things out that way because he's just preaching what comes next in the in in the Bible, and that also gives us some some context, right? We. We're familiar with chapter 2 and 3 now and chapter 1 of Hosea, so next week when we open up to Hosea 4, we've got Hosea 1, 2, and 3 already in mind. And so it, it builds on that and gives us some, some context. And so that's the, we, we believe, the, the pastors here and, and many of the members here believe that that's the best way to preach day in and day out, and so that's what we uh, normally do. But there's other ways of preaching too, and, and, and one other type of preaching is, is topical sermons, topical preaching, Right? Um, and, and, and with the topical sermon, you're, you're attempting to kind of explain what the whole Bible says about a given subject or a given topic or, um, or, or what have you. Um, and so you don't just look at one passage, but you maybe look at several different passages and, and try to kind of summarize what the, whole Bible, what the whole Bible says. And if you're doing that all the time, kind of week in and week out, every, every single Sunday, there's some, there's some dangers in, in that. Again, sometimes it might be that the preacher only preaches on his pet topics or only preaches on what he, what he likes and, and leaves out some other things. Or um, could be that, uh, that if you're preaching on a certain topic and you only preach, you only look at what some of the passages say about that topic in the Bible and leave some others out, then you might get a, a, a distorted picture of that. But there's some, some good things about topical preaching, too, uh, to, to do that from time to time. It, uh, it allows us to see not just what one passage says, but what the whole Bible says about a given topic or given, given subject. Um, it helps us to see kind of a balance in, in Scripture, right? For example, I, I pulled this, uh, this example out. So when, you don't have to turn here, but so in Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, it says this. It says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go to late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Okay? So if we're only preaching on that one that one verse, that one passage, then we're going to focus on the fact that God gives us sleep and that sleep is good and that rest is good and we should get a lot of sleep and all that kind of stuff, right? But then Proverbs 20 verse 13 says, love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes and you will have plenty of bread. And so if we were just preaching that one, top, that, that one passage, we might preach that, 
uh, that, that sleep is not good and that we shouldn't get too much sleep and that we shouldn't be lazy and, and those kind of things, right? But if we're going to preach a, a topical sermon on, on sleep, then we will put both of those passages and other passages together and get an overall view of what the whole Bible says, a good balanced view of what the whole Bible says about, about sleep. Um, and that's what we're going to do tonight, but with gossip. Okay, and so I put in the in the bulletin that your uh, the the topic or the text for tonight is in Psalm 41 verse 6. If you've already read ahead, then uh, you might find that a little bit intriguing because the word gossip is not in that passage, right? Well, let's read what it says. Verse Psalm 41 verse 6 it says, "When one comes to see me, he utters empty words, while his heart gathers iniquity. When he goes out, he tells it abroad." Okay, the word, the word gossip's not there, but I do think the, the concept of gossip is there. Okay? In fact, if you, uh, if you look at the... Um, well, well, going forward, here, here's what I want to do tonight. Going forward, I want us to, to look at three questions. Okay? Three questions. First of all, what is gossip? The second question is, uh, why is gossip wrong or bad or dangerous to us as individuals, but also uh, to a church? And then thirdly, uh, finally, what should we do about it? How do we guard ourselves against gossip? How do we guard one another against gossip? How do we guard our church against gossip? What should we, what should we do about it? And so again, you might find it intriguing that, uh, that the word gossip is not in this, in this passage. And in fact, if you look in the English Standard Version, which is my, what, uh, what we preach out of most often and what most members have, uh, what most members use, the English Standard Version, the word gossip is only in that uh, version four times. So not very many times at all. The word gossip only comes up four times in the English Standard Version. But in other versions, uh, other translations, other English translations, the word gossip comes up more often. Okay? And so in the New Living Translation, uh, the word gossip comes up 12 times. 12 different passages that, that talk about gossip. In the New American Standard Ver uh, Bible, it's only two times. So that's less than the English Standard. In the NIV, it's seven times. In the uh, New English Translation, eight times. In the uh, Christian Standard Bible or the Holman Christian Standard Bible, it comes up eight times. And so there's other, other passages or other translations, other, other Bibles that use the word gossip um, more often than the ESV does. And, and yet, even with the ESV, the, the, the um, concept, the, the, the topic is there, I think, as well. Okay? There are uh, kind of three main words that are, that are used uh, for this concept of gossip in, in Hebrew and in Greek. I'm not going to tell you what those words are because it, it doesn't matter to you. But I am going to tell you how those words are translated, right? Because often, like in this passage in 41 verse 6, it says, uh, when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. In other translations, that he gossips. And so the English, English Standard Version translates it as empty words, where other translations may translate it as gossip. It says, while his heart gathers iniquity, when he goes out, he tells it abroad. And other translations, again, have, have that, that last phrase there as gossip. But there's three main words that are, that are translated uh, as, as gossip. And, and, and the first one means, it just means kind of, it, it's kind of a, a vague word, a general word for speech or for language. And so it can be used in other passages not talking about uh, gossip, and it just means language or, or speech. But in some passages, it, it can mean side talk or, or gossip where you're speaking to someone, where you're using language of someone, but you're kind of getting off by yourself, and you're, and you're telling someone something that maybe you don't want everyone to know, or maybe you don't want to say in front of everyone. You're kind of getting off to the side of a group or the side of a conversation to share this. Another word that's often translated as, as gossip is, 
is also translated in, in different ways. It's, a, it's another Old Testament word, Hebrew word, and, and sometimes it's translated as entice or deceive or persuade or flatter, allure, seduce, gossip, silly talk, or a silly one. Because sometimes the word gossip can refer to what we're doing. Gossiping is a verb, you know, gossiping about someone. Um, the word gossip can also refer to what you're doing, spreading gossip, what the content is. But the word gossip can also describe a person, right? He's a gossip or she's a gossip. And so, so this word is used that way. And then finally, the third word um, often means whispering or slander or secret or secret, secret slandering, murmuring, gossip, or charmer. Sometimes it's even used for like a snake charmer, someone that's able to charm a snake with, their, with just the, the subtleness of their voice, the quietness of their voice, the calmness of their voice. And, and that word is used for gossip as well. Whispering, slander, murmuring, flattering, persuading, deceiving, enticing, seducing, side talk, and gossip. So what is gossip? Well, Probably if I asked you that question in a, in a situation, in a setting where you would answer, my guess is that most of us would think of gossip firsthand as, um, as spreading rumors, right? Spreading rumors about somebody, gossiping about somebody would be, uh, would be talking about things, sharing things, spreading things that, are, that, that either we're unsure about or that are unconfirmed, right? Sometimes you might have heard someone say, it's not gossip if it's the truth, Right? If I'm telling the truth about somebody, then it's not gossip. It's just the truth. And you might even hear people talk about themselves as I'm just somebody that I just say what's right. I just say what's true, right? I, just, I, I, speak, I speak the truth. But that's only half right. That is gossip, right? Spreading a rumor about someone, sharing something about someone that's, that's you're not sure if it's true or not or that it's been in, uh, unconfirmed, that is gossip, right? But that's only half of what gossip is. There more, there, there's more to it. Than, than that. Another, another type of gossip or another side of gossip or maybe the other half of gossip might be something like this. Sharing, sharing any information for the purpose of or with the knowledge that it will unnecessarily change the hearer's opinion. Okay? That's a lot, right? That's, that's kind of a long, long definition. So let me, let me read it again and then, and then we'll talk about what I, what I mean by it. Sharing any information for the purpose of or with the knowledge that it will unnecessarily change the hearer's opinion. So if you and I are in a conversation and, and, and we're talking and we're having a good time, maybe over a meal or maybe uh, just sitting around waiting for church to start or something like that, or maybe I'm at your house or, or anything like that, and we're just having this good old conversation, and I tell you something that I know, that, that either I tell you because I want it to change your opinion of someone else, or I tell you knowing that it's probably going to change your opinion of somebody else, and it's unnecessary that it change your opinion of that person, that's, that's gossip. Okay? I say unnecessarily because sometimes there's situations where it's legitimate and where it's necessary and where it's helpful for, for someone to, to give you information that, change, that, that might change your opinion about someone. Right? And we'll talk about a situation like that in a little bit. But sometimes there are legitimate reasons for me to tell you something about someone that might make you think less of that person. 
And, and that's not gossip. If it's a necessary thing, if it's a legitimate reason. But if, it's, if I'm telling you something about someone that's unnecessary, that you don't, necessar- that, that you don't need to know, and it's going to change your opinion of that person, then that could be considered gossip. If you have information about someone that you know would change my opinion of that person, then you should share that information very carefully. We'll talk about how and and we'll talk about when a little bit later, but we should be careful with that information. Telling the truth about somebody can be gossip if it's done with maliciousness or emptiness or a desire to harm the other person. Okay, so what is gossip? Well, it can be a rumor, spreading a rumor about someone that you don't know if it's true or not or has been unconfirmed. But it can also be telling the truth about somebody for doing it for the purpose of lowering someone's opinion of someone else unnecessarily. But why is, why is gossip a big deal? Why is it bad? Why is it dangerous? Why is it, why is it wrong? Well, I'm going to offer four or five reasons why... Uh, Maybe it's wrong. The first one is because God takes gossip very seriously. God takes gossip very seriously, right? The passage that, that Josh Green read to, to start our service off this morning is from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll read it again. Verse 20 says this, For I fear, this is Paul talking to the church in Corinth, right? This is a church that he has started or that he's intimately related to and, and knows them in and out, and he's written letters to them and He says, I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me not as you wish. That perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, deceit, and disorder. That's a pretty bad list of things. And gossip is part of that list, right? It seems like God, through Paul here, counts gossip on the same level as quarreling, on the same level as jealousies among people in the church, on the same level as anger, on the same level as hostility and slander and conceit and disorder. It gets even a little bit more serious in Romans chapter 1. Listen to the last three verses in Romans chapter 1, verses 29 to 32 say this. He's talking, Paul's talking here about the, about the Gentile people, by the way, just in general, how, how Gentile people are in general, who have not had the law, who have not had the the promises that God made to the Israelites. He says they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to their parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. Here God includes gossip in a list with murder, in a list with haters of God, in a list with strife and deceit and maliciousness, boastful, haughty, disobedient to parents, faithless, ruthless, inventors of evil, he says. And he includes gossip in the, in the same list. 
So the first reason that gossip is bad or wrong or dangerous is because God takes it very seriously. To God, it seems like gossip is bad to God. It seems like God knows that gossip is dangerous. It seems like God knows that, that gossip is wrong. And so if those things are true for God, then they're true for us. The second reason that gossip is bad or dangerous or wrong is because it, it feeds our sinful desires to know things. It feeds our sinful desires to know things or to be kind of in the, in the quote-unquote in-group. Gossip not only harms the one being gossiped about, so if you're spreading some gossip about me, that's going to harm me, obviously, right? But it not only harms the one being gossiped about, but it also harms the one who is being gossiped to. If you're gossiping about me to Cedric, well, that's going to hurt my reputation. It's going to make Cedric think differently about me. It's going to make Cedric and anyone else that hears maybe think less of me than they did before. But if you're gossiping about me to Cedric, you're also hurting Cedric. You're also feeding Cedric's sinfulness. You're feeding his desire to, uh, to know things about people and his desire to be kind of the, in, in, in the in group, in the, in, the, in the knowing group. Listen to this. This, this is from a book by C.S. Lewis. It's, a, it's an essay called The Weight of Glory. There's a book called The Weight of Glory, and in that book there's an essay called The Weight of Glory. And he's talking here about the passage in Corinthians that talks about how, 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 um, how, great, the, how great a weight of glory it is. And he, he's talking about that passage, but listen to what he says here. He's talking here about how we interact with other people. And he talks about how, how the way that we interact with other people has eternal implications. Okay? And, and, and that when we interact with each other, we're either helping each other to become more like Jesus or we're helping to make people less like Jesus. Here, here's what he says, part of the quote. He says, all day long, we are in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations, okay? Either to be more like Jesus or to be less like Jesus. It is in the light of these overwhelming possibilities, it is with the awe and the circumspection proper to them that we should conduct all of our dealings with one another, all friendships, all loves, all play, all politics, there are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal. And their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, who we work with, who we marry, who we snub and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. The way that we interact with each other has an effect on the other person. It has an effect on us, but also has an effect on the other person. And that effect is long-lasting, right? That effect is eternal, C.S. Lewis is saying. And so the second reason that, that, that gossip is so bad, is so dangerous, is so wrong, is because not only does it affect the person that's being gossiped about, but it also affects the person that we're gossiping to. It makes that person less like Jesus. It feeds into that person's sinfulness. A third reason is because it causes us to think more highly of ourselves. When we gossip about someone else, it causes us to think more highly of ourselves. When we see or hear of someone doing something that, that we think is foolish or doing something that we may not approve of, one of the reasons that we're so eager to share it with someone else is because it will inevitably make us look smart or make us look wise or make us look like we have better judgment, or like we're more committed to Christ, or more committed to his church. 
were just better in comparison. Third reason that gossip is so bad, dangerous, wrong, is because it makes us think more highly of ourselves. The third reason is because it causes us to not take, or I'm sorry, the fourth reason is because it causes us to not take the other person into account. When we're gossiping about someone in this way, the last thing that we're thinking of is what is best for that person, right? We're not taking them into account at all. There's another person here who's made in the image of God. If, if it's someone who's a believer, then it's someone who is, uh, who's been saved by the blood of Christ, someone who is our brother, our sister in, in Christ, and we're not taking them into account at all. Again, when someone does something that we find foolish or, or our first thought is rarely that they must have better judgment than we do, right? Just because somebody does something that I think is foolish doesn't mean that it's foolish. It could mean that they're right and I'm wrong. It could mean that they have better judgment than, than me, but that's, that's often not our first thought, right? Often our first thought is not that they must know something that we don't know that would have led them to make that decision or would have led them to do that specific action. We rarely consider that the person we're about to run down maybe never had anyone to teach them any better. Maybe he or she wasn't blessed in the same ways that, that you were or that I was. Maybe he or she didn't have a good father or a good mother to teach them how to act in certain situations or to teach them how to plan for the future or to teach them how to do certain things or take care of themselves The New Living Translation of Psalm 41.6 reads like this. It says, they visit me as if they were my friends, but all the while they gather gossip. And when they leave, they spread it everywhere. Those who gossip rarely think about the impact of the person they're gossiping about. The final reason, the fifth reason that it's wrong or bad or dangerous to gossip, especially in the context of a of a body of believers, the context of a church, is because it creates divisions. It creates disunity within the body of Christ. The effect, either unintended or intended, of gossip is to create two groups of people. The gossipers who are wise and smart and mature and the end group and those that are being gossiped about who are foolish and immature and the out group. Gossip, without, I mean, there, there's no way for it not to. It, it inevitably creates divisions and distinctions and differences. Proverbs 16, 28 says this. It says, a dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer, in other translation, gossip, separates close friends. Proverbs 26, 20 says, for the lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there's no whisperer, no gossip, the quarreling ceases. Often the divisions and disunity and differences that we find in churches are because of gossip at the root. So what is gossip? We've talked about that. It's spreading rumors or it can also be talking about the, uh, talking about the truth. Why is it so bad? We've mentioned that. So now what should we do about it? How should we avoid it? What should we do about it? Well, first of all, I've got four questions that that we should ask ourselves as we're getting ready to give information to someone, to talk to someone or about someone, right? 
And the, the first question we should ask is, does this need to be known? What I'm about to tell you, does it need to be known? Or is it something that, that I should keep a secret? Or is it something that I can keep a secret, right? Sometimes there are things that I, that I ought to keep secret. And if I don't keep it a secret, then that's wrong, right? Sometimes there's other things where it's not something that I, where I have to keep it a secret. It's not something where I've made a promise to someone I'm not going to mention it or, or, or something like that. But as, as an act of, of grace, as an act of, of mercy, as an act of love towards someone else, there's some things that, I'm, that I should keep secret, right? Even if I don't have that obligation. Sometimes the answer to that question, by the way, is yes, right? Does this need to be known? Sometimes the answer is no, and if the answer is no, then we shouldn't make it known. Sometimes the answer is yes, and, and we should make it known. And if that's the case, if the answer is yes, then, then we should ask the next question, which is, does it need to be known by the person I'm about to share it with? Sometimes there are things that need to be known, but it doesn't need to be known by everybody. And so one question we ask is, does it need to be known? The second question we ask, does it need to be known by the person I'm about to share it with? Right? If there's a guy that's about to ask my sister out on a date, and I know some things about him, then maybe I should tell my sister about the things I know about him. Right? So she can make a good decision about that. But if I know some things about him and he's not about to ask my sister out on a date, then maybe I shouldn't tell her those things. Right? Maybe I shouldn't share those things with her. Maybe I shouldn't change her opinion of him or run him down for no reason. So does this need to be known? Does it need to be known by the person I'm about to share it with? Third, does it need to be made known in this way? Does it need to be made known in this way? So maybe, yes, it needs to be made known. Maybe, yes, it needs to be made known to the person I'm about to tell it to, but does it need to be made known, made known in this way? If I've decided that there's something that I need to share with with Josh Green or with Jake, or I'm, I'm probably not going to do that on a Wednesday night as a prayer request, right? There, there are good ways to share things and there are bad ways to share things. If there's something that needs to be known by a specific person, then I'm probably not going to, or I probably shouldn't make that as a prayer request for everybody to know, right? If there's something I need to talk to, to Josh Green about, I'm probably not going to walk up to him on a Sunday morning right before he gets ready to preach a sermon and tell him right then. Right? I'll probably wait till after the sermon's over so his mind's not, not distracted by it. But that's the, the third question. Does it need to be made known in this way? Does it need to be made known? Does it need to be made known to the person I'm about to tell it to? Does it need to be made known in this way? And then finally, number four, will sharing with this person in this way be good for the person it's about? Will sharing... With this person in this way, be good for the person that it's about. So let's say that I know something about Cedric. And I've decided, you know what, I don't need to keep this to myself. I need to make this known. And I probably need to make this known to the other pastors. And I probably need, and, and here's, a, here's a good situation. We're in a staff meeting and we're together. There's no one else around, so it's not going to become public. And, and I'm able to let them know. But then a, still another question would be just kind of a, a final check is me telling them this going to be good for Cedric, right? It, it's, it, and another way to ask this question is, what is my motivation? What is my motivation? Is my motivation just to, to, to tell this thing so that I look better than Cedric or that Cedric looks worse than me or to, to run him down in some way? What's my motivation? Is it going to be good for him? Is it going to help the person it's about or is it going to make him look foolish and change his reputation for the worse in an unnecessary way? Is it to help him 
or is it to make me look better than him? Gossip is not mentioned very often in the, in the English Standard translation, at least. But the concept is mentioned a lot. Slandering, empty talk, foolish talk. Gossip is mentioned a few times. Side conversation, side talk, slander. And it's a big deal. It's a, it's an, and, and even the fact that those words are translated sometimes as seducing or enticing or alluring shows us how dangerous gossip can be. Because, it, again, it appeals to our sinful nature. It appeals to our desire to know things about other people. It appeals to our desire to want to uh, look better than other people in our own eyes and in other people's eyes. It appeals to our desire not, not just to make ourselves look better, but for other people to look worse and for us to be able to look down on, on people. And so my final charge, my final um, charge would, would be would be to uh, let's, let's all take gossip seriously. Both, both parts of gossip, right? The, the, room, the spreading rumors part that we all think of when we think of gossip, but also the more subtle form of gossip where we're sharing things that are true, but maybe things that don't need to be shared. Maybe we're sharing things that are true, but we're sharing with people that don't necessarily need to know them. Maybe we're sharing things that are true, but we're sharing them in a way that, that, that's not the best way so that it becomes public when it should still be private between just a few people. Let's make a commitment that, that we're going to take gossip seriously, and, and let's make a, make a commitment that we're going to work in our own hearts and our own lives to, to kill that desire and, and to kill that, that, uh, that sin, to kill gossip in ourselves, in our church. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much this evening that you sent Jesus to be our Savior. God, we thank you that even as Josh said this morning, in our unfaithfulness, you were faithful to us. In our unfaithfulness, Father, you have loved us, and we thank you for that. God, I thank you that, that you know me not by my reputation, but you know me by the reputation of Jesus, your Son. And God, I pray that you would help me to to see myself that way. But God, I pray you would help me to see other people that way as well. Father, help me to help, help me to have the first thought in my mind be what's good for the other person. When I find out some information and I'm about to share it with someone, Father, I pray that you would bring to mind what's in the best interest of the person this is about. Is this good for him? What's my motivation behind this? Is this something that needs to be known? Is this something where I can show that person grace by keeping it hidden? Father, I pray that you would give us all wisdom in, in, in making those judgments. And Father, give us humility in the way that we treat one another, the way that we think about one another, and the way that we speak about one another. God, thank you so much for Jesus, our Savior. In his name we pray, amen.